0: Welcome back to Film Shake, episode seven. I'm Jordan. I'm Nick. And today we're here to talk about good old Point Break from 1991. Woohoo! The Beginning of our 1990s movie series. I'm looking back on all these films, and I just want to just keep talking. I just feel like I'm going to want to watch 90s
1: movies for the
0: next, like, seven years.
1: I but didn't get into gla- classic Japanese cinema in the 90s, so this was a natural seg. Going from the Japanese <laughs> classics to, like, Point Break and Speed or what-
0: whatever 90s movies we end up talking exactly. about. Exactly. So if you got so.
1: into us because you, you had a thing for classic Japanese cinema, cinema i hope you'll uh you'll follow us in this direction i yes. think you'll find that it's pretty much just the same thing yeah it's
0: the same thing so i mean if you like classic japanese movies then you like point break obviously I they know, both just, feature gary Busey. <laughs> yeah it wasn't gary Busey in some of those uh, japanese movies? i feel like his spirit was <laughs> yeah. there yeah oh and ugetsu i think he was the ghost right that's right <laughs> so, but yeah like i said this is our, our 90s series and i'm really interested in these movies that they're I call them good bad. They're not necessarily, you know, it's not the so bad they're good. Uh, we're going to get into a little review of Troll 2 in a second. As which well. is? Which is from so bad. 1990. It, and wh- yeah. an-
1: another natural seg, which yes. I hate you for. Right. You beat me in Fallen Warrior trivia. Yes. And then before we had really. And truly settled on this theme, you gave me the 1990 horror film because it truly is horrifying. Yeah, it's troll two to watch. It was it was perfect, you know, just serendipitous
0: uh, situation there where I assigned you that. And it's like, oh, now we're going to do in the 90s show. So perfect timing. But uh, yeah, the, the 90s films that I'm thinking about, like us watching, and I don't know what you have in store. I mean, obviously we're going to, this is your pick, Point Break, and we're going to get into whatever we want to watch. But uh, I'm really interested in the the films that, like, should be bad, that are mostly actually bad, but are still really entertaining and fun. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a little mixture of bad and good, and it, it just makes for, like, a hilarious time. And I feel like that's just the 90s in a nutshell. And I don't know how you feel about Point Break. This is your... Your first time uh, seeing it. You had never seen it before. That's right. right.
1: I, I've got a great story to get to you there on, right. on how spiritual this experience was for me. <laughs> but let me go to, to really a more of an Antichrist experience that I had uh, with Troll 2. So you and I, uh, we've been friends for 20 years now. Uh, We've got. And now we're no longer friends because I made you watch Trolls. Well, exactly. Our friendship has had its ups and downs. Uh, We've been in three bands together. One of those was even a punk band. Yeah. So we've had our disagreements. We've been in bands that broke up. Uh, I've never, never. Until this moment, cursed your name or wished you hadn't been born. Well, I appreciate that. But now, I'd say about 18 minutes into this film, <laughs> and I really did give it 18 yeah. minutes to think, well, maybe this will be so bad it's entertaining because yeah. I know a lot of people get there with this movie. Yeah. No, didn't get there. Almost, almost. Oh, if oh if I could have just put the "they're gonna eat me" uh, part on loop, I yeah. would have gotten there. That's, or maybe, or maybe yeah. the popcorn scene.
0: Yeah, that's the only parts that I watched. On I mean, you know, on YouTube, you know, I went back and just you know watched the. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, that's right. <laughs> so, so, what is this
1: film about? For those who've, who've never heard about Troll Two, okay. Imagine this: your father wants to be a farmer so badly, he has no idea what that entails or what it even is, but that's what he wants to be. So he decides to trade place with another family. Yeah, I can relate to that. That's right. That's right. That's I right. want to be a farmer, <laughs> and a I'm farm. going to move to a town spelled <laughs> goblin, but Backward. backwards. <laughs> but backwards, yeah. <laughs> so this family moves to this town, which Neil is... Nilbog. Nilbog, And uh And... <laughs> They trade place with this really strange family. Trade place—that's right. Trade places. With it's like this trading really,
0: places, but with goblins. That's
1: right. And they really do just trade place because the uh, the other family really never leaves Nilbog. They just hang around for whatever reason, which is would be really weird to me. Like They're I just I like, thought Here, you were going to our house. Right. Here, just take my house and I'll hang out. That's right. <laughs> and uh, there's no food in their house except for weird, spoiled milk and uh, and other plant-based strange foods, because it turns out uh, goblin spelled backwards Nilbog, it's cu- populated by goblins who only want to eat humans who are on a plant-based diet that they themselves have created so that uh, their flesh isn't all nasty and uh, meaty. Can I remind everybody real quick, we're watching the movie
0: Troll 2, and we're talking about goblins. I, d- I don't know, like... Uh, apparently, this movie was made as a sequel to another movie named Troll, but it has nothing to do with trolls or that previous movie it was just an attempt to like get more people to see this really low budget horror movie in 1990 I don't I don't know what is happening like how how this actually had any how this got anybody to well, be the, made, the
1: poster but. says yeah. one was not enough and apparently that's <laughs> right. true because this movie has nothing to do with the first one right uh so the uh the director and the crew spoke mostly to only Italian yeah and, uh, the cast Came all English, like just random people they found in the countryside. That's right. Well, they that responded to casting calls and thought, this will be fun. I'll be in a movie. I believe uh, yeah. the the main actor was a dentist. It was a dentist. He had the most lines. Yeah. So uh, they all showed up and proceeded to have uh, a time. A uh, terrible some, time, some I'm Some sort sure. of a time right. filming this. <laughs> I've never really got the uh, let's just watch this horrible movie a bunch of times thing. I get like watching it once. but right. I mean – See, when just us thinking about what 90s movies that we're going to watch, uh-huh. I'm having a really hard time narrowing it down because there's like a billion ones yes. that are worth watching. And they're, they're really good. I
0: mean, if they're campy or if they're fun or if, or if they're actually like deep thinking movies, like not, the 90s was legit, like had a lot of good stuff to offer, but... Troll 2, unfortunately, What's <laughs> not one of those. That's things. right. I mean, they started it off kind of bad right there. That's right. So yeah.
1: if, if I could watch uh, Paul Thomas Anderson accidentally put his camera on the ground uh, in the living room while he went to the bathroom and read the newspaper for two hours while his camera just filmed uh, the carpet uh, for two hours, I would watch that versus watching this movie see, again.
0: See, I feel like maybe you needed me there you, or you needed some some buds to join in in, in the, the ridiculous terribleness of this movie maybe I like, so I feel like this is something that you know it would definitely be like more fun watching with other people so
1: well I did I did bring my kid in my oh. My nine year old enjoyed it so I do have to say the moments I watched with him were a lot better right he, he thought it was really funny that the the mouths never moved on the couplets, <laughs> exactly. even when they were right. eating and consuming the yes. flesh and I felt <laughs> horrible because my, my kids like a gore hound and I won't uh, let him watch any r-rated stuff yet so he's watched like jaws and arachnophobia and whatever oh, pg-13 stuff he can watch
0: phobia so like, he yeah. he
1: got really excited when he saw the name of this and maybe like a, a couple of stills from it but then yeah. when he watched a few minutes with me and got he he stopped laughing after a while and he was like all right uh, this is dumb i'm gonna go play uh, <laughs> he's I'm like i'm gonna go play mario maker some more see you later daddy and then <laughs> it wasn't fun anymore right. you know then i watched the last 30 minutes in complete dejection, you know, <laughs> alone in my bedroom, on the laptop, because it, it wasn't TV-worthy. Yeah,
0: my child has left me alone with Troll 2. And it's there's all nothing, Jordan's fault. Yeah, there's
1: nothing but dejection further on. So
0: That's right. Yeah. So uh, what, what would you give this movie overall on our on your star rating out of 10?
1: It wasn't as bad as that horrible Netflix movie that you made me watch. The Last uh, Summer. That's right. Well, yeah. I wasn't even going to name it again. I'm scared <laughs> that you just conjured it. Uh, <laughs> I, I conjured honestly. it, Spirit, in oh, this God. room. Yeah. Please no. Yeah, well, I gave that a zero out of ten because that <laughs> there was nothing even redeeming about that because it was just like a you know a stock photo. I, I call it stock photo. of The movie right. It was horrible. So
0: there's redeeming qualities to troll too.
1: I mean, there, <laughs> there's the stuff like that's like YouTube clip worthy, right? Yeah, so like four right. minutes of it are just so so over the top, stupid enough to where yeah. it was worth watching. No. But uh, so I'll give it I'll give it a two out of ten. No,
0: no like like I said, I, I went back and watched some clips on YouTube. And uh, then I just felt really bad, like bad about myself for making you <laughs> watch this movie. I was like, I just wasted my friend's time. But no, I, uh, two out of ten. I guess it's a bump up at least from the, the Netflix
1: movies. So. Well, here's a teaser for our trivia later. So, yes. uh, oh yeah, there's a small kindness in this, in that we're watching, uh, we're watching Point Break today from yes. uh, 1991. The loser of this trivia battle today has to watch the 2015 remake, which neither of us have seen. Yeah. The winner does not. And if I win trivia today, I am not going to watch I'm, this film. You're going to tell me all about it next time, and that's where it ends.
0: I've watched the trailer on online, and that's enough for me. So if I don't have to watch the remake of Point Break, I'm, I don't plan on doing that. So, yeah, I hope I win at the trivia round. Everybody, stick around to see who beats the other host. So, and, and we, we wrote our own
1: question, so you can also see who's going to yes, cheat here. Yes. So, who's going to go low enough to win?
0: Hopefully, we've got some entertaining '90s trivia ahead. So, yeah, stick around at, at the end of the show for that. So, yeah, let's get into Point Break. Let's make some points about Point Break here. Oh, you, you like that? Nice. Oh. So, yeah, let's uh, let's just drop a little synopsis about Point Break from imdb this is the synopsis an fbi agent and i probably should say that like keanu reeves does i am an fbi agent only undercover to catch a gang of surfers who may be bank robbers i mean we don't know like are they surfers are they bank robbers are they surfing bank robbers are they bank robbing surfers I, i feel like that's a existential dilemma of this movie that we should get into just
1: something to where we don't disappoint anyone who maybe uh, is going to watch this after there are no heists here that take place on surfboards no Man. one surfs into surf, the bank surfs
0: into the bank
1: <laughs> the ride,
0: rides the wave
1: that's right the heist and surfing <laughs> or, scenes are completely right. separate i want to
0: put that out there or they could flush the bank you know, like full of water and then surf surf through it i don't know how that would work mean, no. if this had been Man. directed
1: by Joel Schumacher
0: I, maybe we could have got I that i feel done. like they missed an opportunity There, But yeah, I I feel like they're surfers first because we have another surf gang in this movie that's also doing some heavy illegal stuff. They're drug running like two kilos of cocaine under Tom Sizemore's nose. So I feel like maybe the question is, is surfing the gateway? drug, the gateway extreme sport that leads you in other adrenaline-filled you know, situations like skydiving, bank robbing is just another extreme sport or pastime for these guys. And I mean, then they're, murder. They're, oh yeah, murder. <laughs> the murder is like, up there, right? So like, if you hadn't had enough of surfing, skydiving and bank robbing, like try killing somebody. That that might get you off. Surfing uh, leads to murder. Exactly. So
1: parents, don't let your children surf. Like Beware. It's the gateway drug. <laughs> to other
0: That's right.
1: And speaking of parents, so I uh, I was uh, nine years old when this film came out. I turned 10 that year.
0: Yeah,
1: I really uh, I really wanted to see it. The previews made it look pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was at my cousin Joe's house. Uh, my mom was uh, I love my mom. Big fan of the show. She was about as strict as your your average uh, uh, conservative Christian parent. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, I could watch a decent amount of stuff, but there were some things that were off limits. And as a nine year old, R rated films were off limits. Right Uh, next door at Joe's house. Uh, things weren't so strict. You got the basic. Uh, if you were in the other room and things started getting a little uh, weird on TV, you might hear from the the other room. You, you kids aren't watching porn on out over there, are you? <laughs> nope. Okay. Nope. Okay. All
0: right. That was about. That was about as far as it went. So. Uh, See, my mom would just like hold her hand in front of my eyes. Like, okay, now the sex scene's over. You can watch it. Or, like, yeah. Cover your ears, Jordan.
1: <laughs> yeah. Mine held the TV in front. Of, I mean, a TV, a pillow in uh, front of. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like the TV better. She held the TV in front of the TV without. <laughs> On. <laughs> uh, no, she held a pillow in front of the TV. But, yeah. you know, at, at Joe's house, it was just, you kids are watching porn, now. Huh? All right, all right, all good. Yeah. everything's good. So, you know, I watched Rambo over there when I was six or seven, yeah. you know, whatever else. But my problem was I was such a pure and honest child. You know, when I would get home and say, Mom, I watch Rambo at Joe's house. yeah, And then I would get in trouble, and then my mom would have to call over there and be like. Can't go to Joe's house anymore. Exactly. Yeah. So whenever Joe said that they were going to go see uh, Point Break, he and his two older brothers, of course, I said, oh, I want to come see Point Break. And, you know, the answer was, of course, no, Nick, you can't come, because if you come, you're going to tell your mom, and then you're going to get in trouble, and you're going to get us in trouble. And I said, no, no, well, but I mean, I, I want to go, and they wouldn't let me come. Well, so, see, you might have
0: avoided a life full of surfing and bank robbing. You know, who knows how this could have influenced you it's Exactly, such a young and fashionable mind. So that's right here. Your mom's just looking out for you.
1: That's right. We're in South Louisiana. You know, we're 90 miles from the ocean here. (laughs) I could have surfed right on into the mouth of murder. (laughs) Thank (laughs) God that didn't happen. Um, Go down to the Delta. Yes. (laughs) And of course, you know, they they had a pool at their house. So I was over there a lot for that too. I was over there for the pool. And of course for uh, Baywatch and Beavis and Butthead, which were always on the TV there. Yeah. um, And weren't on the TV. Beavis and Butthead are classic. Yeah, I mean, I I remember
0: talking about parents not letting you watch stuff. It's like, I remember a friend, who uh, he said his mom wouldn't let him watch, I guess she didn't know the full name of the show, so she wouldn't let him watch Butthead. So he would just cover half of the TV
1: and watch Beavis like, <laughs> when they're sitting on the couch <laughs> reviewing music videos. Uh, uh, good times. Good, good stuff. What he said when he got into the pool was, man, you missed it. That was the best movie I've ever seen. Sir. It had guns, explosions. Uh, this sir. dude got shot in the foot. <laughs> Anthony Keaton is from the Red Hot Chili Peppers,
0: actually. So yeah, Wowzer. Uh. Wow. So, yeah, and that, this was the 90s, back when the Red Hot Chili Peppers would just show up in random movies. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, anyway, the director of this film, let's talk about her, Catherine Bigelow. Uh, she's best known for The Hurt Locker, Zero Dark Thirty, Near Dark, Strange Days. Uh, she was the first woman in history, actually, to win Oscar for the Best Director Award in 2010 for The Hurt Locker, which, to me, like, I just want to stop and say that's insane that she's the first woman to ever get an oscar for directing in 2010. But anyway, uh, she did Blue Steel with Jamie Lee Curtis in 1990 right before this, which you know, female-led action film, so that you know, it's kind of interesting she, she'd seg from that into this uh this very male-dominated movie. But I've seen some uh some people like I was listening to the special features and they're talking about how um Bigelow brought more like this is not my words, but a woman's touch to this film is like softer than your usual uh, action film, and I'm you know listening to that. I'm like, what? Like this has got guns and explosions and surfing and babes and you know, all this stuff. How like, is it softer? Like, How's it? Because also, but Joe mentioned
1: it's got boobs, Nick. It's got boobs.
0: Yeah, where uh, Keanu Reeves is getting the crap kicked out of him by a naked lady in the shower. That's right. Um, Sex and violence, they're there. Yes, but uh, I started thinking about. it. I was like, what? What do they mean? Let's Let's think about this real quick. And I wanted to talk about the context of this film too, where it's like. Okay, this is technically a 90s movie, but we've still got a lot of the 80s spewing over. I mean, we've got rat on the soundtrack. I mean, when's the last time you popped in your rat cassette and just just rocked it? Nirvana hadn't Um,
1: completely murdered hair metal yet by this point, or butt rock.
0: But I mean, you've got the soundtrack, the fashion, the surfing culture. I mean, a lot of that feels very 80s, but then you've got the more like fast-paced, Action film with like a lot of fun mixed in, and that feels like a hallmark of '90s
1: cinema to me. Like the skydiving, the extreme sports aspect. A lot of that—that's that, '90s. That cutting and that the edits and the action scenes feel more '90s. Yeah, yeah. They're, so
0: I've I've heard some people talking about like is this like the the birth of like the modern actioner? You know, I
1: don't know. I don't know about that. But well, thanks, Catherine of, Bigelow. If well, so, thank you. But but you know, I, I would go with Die Hard. So good. Yeah, we're not going to get to that with '90s movies, but that that's a. Much- I love Die Hard. That's enough. Sorry. Die Hard digression. But, um, you know,
0: think about, like, the softer touch. I was like, well, oh, is it because Keanu Reeves is, like, a your different kind of action star now? Like, this is his first action movie coming off of stuff like Bill and Ted. And apparently, she was really obsessed with him. Like she fought to get him in this role. You know, he's kind of more your pretty boy type too. Like he's more lean. And you think about some of the the '80s action films that this is coming off of. Oh, you good got point. like you got Schwarzenegger just dominating <laughs> all of the '80s, like Commando, Predator, and then you got Rambo and Sylvester Stallone, Rain you know, and S- Roy, Segal, Van Dan, like all these you know thick neck macho dudes, right? So in comparison, you see Point Break, and you're like. This dude, I feel like obviously they cast him in a way because he is it fits the surfer bra mentality. Like, oh he's, yeah, he's a different. He's kind of like he, the birth of the '90s action star, where he's he's not like you know your huge thick neck muscle head dude, but he can play the romantic lead. He can play the action guy. He's a little bit more versatile than like say Schwarzenegger, but then he's still Keanu. Like people talk about him just being like a cardboard cutout especially in this movie like apparently there's a point break live where they do the movie they they reenact the movie and then they just grab a random audience member and, and have them read Keanu's lines and play Johnny Utah uh, and read his lines off of cue cards be, to you know to facilitate the same effect <laughs> of
1: Keanu in this movie it's
0: Keanu's I, genius I, though because
1: yeah. if you watch all of his films he's bringing this different it's both of these actors. There's yeah. this weird Zen like quality to both where Keanu brings in. He brings what the film requires. Right. The film required this Keanu. Any other Keanu would not have. Worked. Right. And yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying he's bad at all in this. I mean, I
0: know people make fun of some of the, you know, like the FBI agent line. And I mean, he's got some like, some bad line readings in this, but I wouldn't say overall he, he's terrible or anything. I, I still enjoy him. And yeah, he's, he's playing Johnny Utah, like this kind of serious, you know, just trying to do the right thing, trying to like, you know, excel in this job. And he's also kind of got like a little bit of that rebel in him as well. Um, so you know he's and he's just like oh yeah, dude, skydiving and <laughs> like surfing, bro. Like, he's getting caught up in this extreme sports world, and that totally and he's works. Lived such China, a milquetoast you know? life up right. to this
1: point, right? It, it's a, they never really they just kind of hinted his life before this that he's just kind of been the straight A, you know, the quarterback who led Ohio State. All the way to this bowl game. And yeah. And he got injured at the, the end of the game before Wish he could lead them to victory and bend his knee back 90 degrees.
0: Right. So, and that's the point, too, is like, all right, this guy is undercover going
1: in as Johnny Utah,
0: <laughs> like the star quarterback from this college team that everybody
1: recognizes. He couldn't even like, be like Tommy Idaho or something or right. like Bobby Nebraska. Bobby
0: Nebraska. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, so that's questionable. Like, how is he going to keep cover if he's
1: this famous athlete? But, you know. It, that everyone saw on TV because bull games are, are yeah. they're telecasted nationwide. I saw you
0: nationwide. in the Rose Bowl, bro. Like, yeah.
1: <laughs> so Gary Busey is Keanu Reeves' partner. He's essentially Keanu Reeves' character 10 years before Keanu Reeves was Keanu <laughs> Reeves' character. Right. However, he's been jilted and worn down by the system, and now he just doesn't care, and no one believes his theory that these bank robbers are surfers. But, uh Keanu believes him and Keanu wants him to come back to life and be the man he used to be and Keanu gets this energy back out of him but this is still a very muted Busey compared to what we're used to. This isn't the... Hopped up on coke, Busey from four <laughs> years ago in Lethal Weapon. This is the point break Busey, who's a little more zind out, who has some great puns. Uh, like whenever the surfboard is purchased for whoever's going to go surfing and try to infiltrate the surfer gang, he has that great line of, uh, if well then it's going to be me on the board. You get my drift, you know. Great pun, you know, because he'd be drifting on the surfboard uh, instead of Keanu, which right. Keanu almost drowned, so Busey would have definitely drowned. But that's how we meet hey, Lori uh, Petty's character. Okay, She's also a surfer and she right. rescues him.
0: I don't know. I'd, I'd say Busey is pretty unhinged in this movie <laughs> as well. He's got some great lines. I actually went and read parts of the script because I was like, did Busey just ad-lib like 100% of his lines? Because he says some wacky stuff in here. I was like, did he just make that up on spot? And it was about 50-50. So nice. like the the classic line from him when they're at the um, they're doing the stakeout in front of the bank, right, And and they found out, okay, the – the surf gang i've been hanging out with is really the bank robbers like oh ironhorn is finkel
1: finkel and Einhorn. sidehorn uh, oh and so, so there's going to be an ace ventura 2 <laughs> reference coming here isn't there no that was that was ace ventura 1 i think oh right? well i know yeah. but you're going to jump ahead because i'm I have a feeling this is going to involve the anatomy of a rhino
0: yeah yes exactly <laughs> so, so um they they're on the stakeout And uh, Busey sends Keanu to go get some meatball sandwiches in the classic line where he's like, Utah, give me two, give me two. And like, you know, like I read the script and it's just basically like, Hey, go give me some meatball sandwiches. Give me two. And that's, that's it.
1: So Busey, I love how he's just well, adding wait, those little ridiculous did, did, flourishes. Did he add the line that he was so hungry that okay. he could. Are he, you gonna you gonna yeah. say the rhino line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So can we can we say the yeah. rhino line? We'll we'll say the rhino line. The, Don't say the rhino line. The, just watch the movie. The, the
0: line is in there. So the line actually in the script is. You know, I could. Uh, what is it like? I could eat the ass of an elephant. I'm so hungry, or something <laughs> like that. So he changed it to, I could eat the ass end out of a rhino. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Only Busey could imagine this and come up with this. So,
1: but he's uh, really coherent when he says it. I'm he, telling you, this is a is. step up from Lethal Weapon. Okay, uh,
0: maybe you haven't watched you,
1: Lethal Weapon in a while. You can I understand either. over 95% of his <laughs> you, dialogue in this film.
0: I wanted to say that uh, you know I, I watched I rewatched this like a few years back for uh, another pod that I was in, and I felt like in that time I was I came at it I was judging it pretty harshly. Oh no, I was looking at it for its flaws, wanting to like kind of hold it up to these standards of sim- cinema. Big mistake. <laughs> but when I came back to it this time, you know, you just get down to it and accept it for what it is. It's just a really well made action movie it's just fun. It's well-paced. Uh, you get the compare and contrast earlier on, early on, you know, between surfing and FBI life, you know, like the button down life that he's been living so far. Um, you get, you know, that first scene of Bodie surfing intercut with Utah doing the gun practice and the hundred percent Utah thumbs up. Like I saw all that. and was like, Oh, this is so cheesy, but you know, you come at it now and you, you know, like my right frame of mind, you just know, like you know you're in for some camp right there like however intentional i don't know but there's some there's just some ridiculousness here there's some fun here but it's it's also just a really well made fun entertaining
1: movie so and that- it's consistent with the characters is how they're presented too like these cheesy over the top lines and even their delivery you know over the course of 2 hours compared to say Troll 2 where nothing gets consistent and everything <laughs> right. just feels random and you're in a chaotic horrible universe yeah, there's some goofy line readings in this movie, but they're consistently the same. Yeah. The things that, you know, nothing Patrick Swayze says as Bodie here is something that Bodie, as he's presented, would not say. Oh, I mean, to me,
0: Patrick Swayze is 10 out of 10 in this movie. He's just killing it every every moment. Like He this, is Bodie. He is Bodie. Yeah, like he's he's just got that... That charisma and that leadership to him, but he you know, in that like the Zen like spiritual side he's talking about. Like he takes that like stereotypical surfer, you know, idea that you have of like the dude who's out there on the waves and who might go and like rob banks. But he just he makes him real, you know? Like he I don't know. He, he just puts this charm to Bodie, and like you he can't help but root for Bodhi and, and love Bodie. And you know, even when like they're kidnapping Lori, Lori Petty and saying that they might, uh, you know, offer if Keanu doesn't cooperate, he's like, "I hate violence, man. I don't want to do this." You know, and it's just like, yeah, man. Like
1: you, you just can't help but like this guy even when he's doing terrible things, getting everybody killed. And these guys are funding their surfing with their heist. Yes. They're just they're robbing so that they can surf because that's their connection to the good Lord. Right. They they just want to surf, man. That's all it. Like you
0: can't, you can't, you know, put down a brother for just wanting to surf. We
1: haven't mentioned yet. They're, they're wearing presidential masks Yes. and they speak in a uh, presidential accents. The Nixon one, of I'm course, be cr- the best. Yeah. yeah. That was the best. And yeah. then, Swayze's haunted puppy dog eyes underneath the Reagan mask are just in- incredible. Like, oh yeah. I, I would just give him my money if he asked without a gun. Like, oh okay. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. You want me to pay higher taxes? Sure. The, those ice Take blue. Take my money.
0: Those ice blue eyes just staring. At, like when Keanu, uh, the the great chase scene. Like he's chasing him down. Like all through the the houses and the. You know, the, at one point he throws a dog at him and you kind know, kicks the dog. Like, I but mean, the, where else are you going to see that? It, like, you're not going to see that in 2019. That's gonna, right. You have to go back to 1991 and see that pit bull being kicked off the porch of this this house as Patrick Swayze is jumping fences. And Apparently, to- that wasn't actually Swayze, but. The best uh, part of that is double.
1: too, like character-wise, because I, I I watched that scene multiple times because halfway through the movie, Swayze, um, you know, it's after the the great Rhino dialogue <laughs> where the, they're they're so focused on the sandwiches, a heist happens behind them. <laughs> but, yeah, like we have to
0: mention how terrible is Keanu and Busey at their jobs here. Like, <laughs>
1: they're a heist so keyed is in on these sandwiches.
0: <laughs> Keen in and he's reading the funny papers or whatever. and Knobs um, is so funny. This is so funny. But Keanu, another point would be. He's out here, like, uh, reading the script again. It it says he's, like, wearing sunglasses and a baseball cap. Like, he's trying to conceal his identity. There's none of that going on in this scene. Like, he's just just, straight up
1: out there eating some sandwiches. I don't know
0: if Bigelow was like, no, we can't hide Piano's perfect face or what. (laughs) But he's the worst FBI agent undercover. Like, he's out there on the job. I mean, maybe he's thinking, "All right, if I if I catch him now, it won't really matter." Still, like, are you going to try and cover up a little bit
1: <laughs> so you can protect your identity? So then we know. do get this great chase scene where you know Keystone Cops or Bugs Bunny they turn around. Oh no, they robbed the bank! So then they've right. got to chase Swayze and and his boys, and uh, this is the the great. It, it goes from a car chase oh, to. Yeah. Uh, to a, a foot chase. And that it, great scene where um, Swayze's got the
0: Reagan mask on burning the car. Oh, it's uh, iconic. He's, he oh, turns so the, iconic. The, the gas pump into yes. a flamethrower. Yeah. It's,
1: it's great. That and then, of great. course, the aforementioned dog throwing where it's perfectly yeah. believable that Swayze could just zen-like bring the dog... <laughs> To himself just, and just, lift it in the air. And the dog right. won't attack him or growl or anything and just allow it. But then he can throw it at Keanu and right. hit Keanu in the face. And it draws blood, too. Yeah. He, it draws a big gash yeah. on his face and blood shoots out. Yeah. It's awesome. You're just waiting there with that dog.
0: That's right. <laughs> at the end of the foot chase, uh, Swayze jumps down. He's running away. And uh, Utah is right behind him and jumps down and he hurts his knee. Because he's got a bad knee with uh, from a football injury, right? That's and they, right. They alluded to that earlier. So I just let you know that was a nice touch. It was like, okay, how's he going to get away? He hurts his knee. But then the great scene where like he's he's got him in his sights with the gun. He he can shoot him. He's up there on the fence trying to climb away. And he's you've got those ice blue Swayze eyes, those just puppy dog guys. This puppy dog guy his is staring wild you down. hair blowing in the wind <laughs> behind wild, him. His wild hair. I mean, it's Swayze, so it's like. The bromance comes, you know, full out right there. You're gonna shoot Swayze. You can't shoot Swayze. You can't shoot Bodie. So exactly. he just fires
1: his gun up in the air, like out of frustration. That's right. So his cover's now blown. But yeah. you know, he but, poof, the things happen. There's a great skydiving scene, which oh man, yeah, Just so full
0: tilt from there, where they, you know, he knows who the robbers are. They know who he is, and then they just start playing mind games with them. And that skydiving scene is just is great, where they're passing
1: around the packs, and they're like, "Oh, you
0: should take my pack. No, take my pack." Like, yeah. So, so yeah. Swayze,
1: the the entire point is that they they want to kidnap. Um, Keanu's girlfriend, uh, Lori, Petty. Lori Petty, which yeah. we never, we always just digress in referring to characters by the actors' names. Uh, yeah. I hope that doesn't bother that anyone, care. but yeah, that, they it. are they are these characters. <laughs> yeah, Keanu is Keanu in this movie. That's right. So, uh, Swayze is Swayze. And, and Lori Petty, speaking of, uh, I really miss Lori Petty. Uh, whenever I was, I don't know, 10 or 11, uh, League of Their Own came out, and I just loved her character so much. She had like this awesome... Middle child energy, you know, Gina Davis was like the baseball star that everyone loved, and she was just kind of under a shadow. And -hmm. then she takes her out at the end, you know, and her team wins, and she slides into her and knocks her down. You know, my 11 year old self just wanted to pick her up and put her on my shoulders. I loved her so much, and she just this is before that. And her acting is a little raw here, but she's still great. Uh, but she gets kidnapped she 's uh, got those crazy eyes too yeah, man. like she just looks scared <laughs>
0: like like ninety percent of this movie she 's just like those big old eyes. No, I love her in this movie i I see her when I rewatch this it's like oh it's the in the army now girl with from uh you know with Polly short, oh man, yeah oh, she 's in one. that but yeah. and then I think about Keanu and her, and she 's got that short, dark hair and she 's kind of more like that you know physical more punk you know she 's not your typical like leading lady, especially from the early nineties here. And I think, oh, she's like the prototypical Trinity from The Matrix or something. You know, she's got that same kind of vibe to her.
1: And she really adds to this cool sort of 90s energy in a way in that you get these actors that aren't typical Hollywood. Like, I believe she was from Tennessee and the daughter of a Pentecostal uh, Pentecostal minister. And then Swayze was from Houston. And then Mm. Keanu was kind of from all over. So these aren't just like your born and bred Hollywood or New York City actors. You're kind of getting people that, just like their characters, you know, kind of came from the Midwest or outside of Hollywood, and they've they've ended up here on the coast, kind of seeking something. So there's kind of this spiritual undertone there. Yeah, man. Just kind that's of <clears throat> subconscious
0: touch. Got some quiet spiritual stuff going on here. I mean, Bodie's obviously in touch with it. He wants to ride the ride the fifty
1: year storm
0: wave, you know, and just that's right. Uh, and, so
1: and he really wants to share it with Keanu because he kidnaps uh, Lori Petty for. Leverage, but he really could have distracted really, Keanu another way.
0: I really think it, it was just Lori Petty was getting in the way of of their relationship. You know? <laughs> oh no, that's not where I'm going. But nice point.
1: I, I was thinking more he he wants to he really wants Keanu to make the spiritual connection that he's had. So instead of just taking Keanu out. Or just saying, hey, uh, can you run to the store and get me some smokes while I kidnap your girlfriend? (laughs) He takes him up into the sky with all of his buddies, and he goes skydiving with him. And it's just this really beautiful... Oh, yeah. Insanely I mean, well shot scene. There's it is.
0: A- like, I, I read about how they made that scene later on, and I was totally fooled because I thought all those scenes were real. <laughs> like, they had him up on rigs, like, with some cranes and some things. Though bands Swayze really stuff. dove like 55 oh, yeah. times for this movie. Yeah. He was, they apparently had to tell him to stop diving. Like, the insurance <laughs> company was coming after <laughs> the movie.
1: So, uh, you know, Keanu, after Lori Petty is, is kidnapped, and we have this great skydiving scene, he finds out what's happened to Lori Petty, and he's told by Swayze now that he's got to tag along on this heist or Lori petty's going to get it right. you know he hates violence but his buddies don't and they're going to kill old miss petty if he doesn't tag along and this heist turns into a disaster and uh bodie I, yeah. has to break his rule he has to commit violence there's a uh, there's an off-duty policeman there who has his weapon and right. is not afraid to use it and he sees these guys robbing the bank and the bank the bank the, the bank and thinks in his head i'm going to stop these guys and Swayze has one moment of hesitation where you can just see in his puppy dog eyes I'm a puppy and I don't want to do this but I'm a pit bull and I'm going to have to bite you. And then he, he puts the guy down. Why do you think he goes into the vault, first off? I think he knows that now that he's found out, they're not going to be able to do any more heists. So yeah. this is the last this money is the they're going So he's got to yeah. get as much money as possible. It's And that's why he kind of keeps blaming Keanu for why they're in the straits they're in. Like mm. They have to go to the vault, and they have to get this money because this is the last chance they're going to get. It to also, get more money.
0: I also see it as like, I, mean, I totally agree with all that too, but I'm wondering if there's also like an upping of the ante for the adrenaline he needs at this point, oh, you know, where he's like, cause he's a junkie, he's a junkie, but you know, at this point he's like, he's like, all right, we're going to go all the way, you know, we're going to push it to the edge. So this is just like another step in that direction of, okay, we've, we've robbed 27 banks now let's let's finally go for the vault. Let's just hit it because we've got this FBI agent. Everything's just you know swirling into a mess. So maybe he's just wanting to you know push it a little bit more.
1: I don't know. Push it to the limit. Yeah. Push so it to the limit. So the, uh, the heist goes awry and Keanu gets shot. Shocker moment. But of course he's got a vest, the on, vest on, like yeah. any good '90s action hero. He's got Kevlar on and. Uh, yeah. He survives. He's in great pain, and you get these awesome sound effects as if the bullets are still trying to get through that Kevlar and get to him as he takes the uh, Kevlar off. But uh, Swayze is, is angry. He's lost a man. Um, he's mad that he had to commit violence, which he never wanted to do. So he knocks Keanu out. Right. Uh, Lori Petty is still in peril. They get away. Uh and then guess what? This jerk John C. McKinley boss that oh, we man. haven't even talked about yeah. comes the
0: stereotypical uh, angry bo- like police chief boss guy John yeah. C. McKinley but he's so boss. Great.
1: He's so great at this. <laughs> Which again, it's like his essence. Doctor like, Cox, exactly. Oh, what a great name for his, <laughs> his character. character. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, it's it's him. It's the it's the. Dr. Cox from Scrubs and, um, you know, from Office Space. I can't remember his character's name in that movie, oh, but yeah, yeah. He he's just he's just a total turd. And <laughs> he, it's just like all those things to make like the ultimate essence jerk boss character. And yeah, he's, he's perfect. Here he's perfect. And he hates Busey. He hates Keanu and he right. puts uh, Keanu in cuffs. But thankfully, Busey's had enough of McGinley stuff. Dex him Right this He knocks a, him out
0: This is after Keanu Has another great line Where he's like Take your hands Off me <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would have taken my hands off what? him if he told me in that fashion. Right. If he had re- maybe said it differently, I would have been like, no, you're under arrest. But said that way, what are you going to do? Right. And But who comes but the hero of our times, of all times, Gary Beauty, <laughs> his partner, his his <laughs> older brother, like Papas. Papa's partner has come. And he yeah. knocks out John C. McGinley. Oh, yeah. Decks because, him in the face. Yeah, that's right. He tells him he needs to learn how to respect his elders. And then uh, McGinley's out of the picture. Literally, we never see him again. Thankfully, I love McGinley, but I didn't want to hear him uh, talking anymore in this film. I just wanted some action from this point, and that's what we get. We get Busey. I love this whole
0: scene. like This whole section of the
1: movie is just so fun and action-packed and kind of goofy. You want adrenaline. You got it. You 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 got Busey and Keanu driving to the airport. They're going to get to Patrick Swayze, Bodie, and his surviving gang members before they take off from the runway, or are they? Roach. Yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> like roach,
1: <laughs>
0: what, a, what a great name like what for a, a great surfer like ga- like surfer bank robber name is just like crusty old roach who who die, who dies in the end like parachuting like skydiving off the plane. This is the but. decade
1: of Joe's apartment.
0: Yes, this is true. Yeah, this is this is where joe's apartment spawned from from this dude's death <laughs> like a million right. cockroaches crawled out return. of it from his carcass yes <laughs>
1: and and crawled into joe's apartment uh, all of this leads to a uh, really tense pretty well shot shootout at the airport. Violent, yeah. Extremely violent. Boosie
0: getting just shot in the back, like total just blown out. But boy like,
1: does he give as well as he takes. Right. He takes out almost all of Swayze's men. Right. Uh he just shoots and shoots. He's a better shot than all of them. They just oh, yeah. have more guns and bigger guns and Right. And you, he's got the surprise
0: guy behind him that he didn't realize. Was man, there, shot right? in the
1: back. Yeah, he shoots Busey in the back. That's right. It's alliterative, but it's not fair. Busey in the back. Yeah. I wasn't. Right. Uh, I was sad when he died. I, I didn't want to see him. He go. was my favorite character in the oh, film, yeah. which is saying a lot in a film where Patrick Swayze and Keanu Reeves are just totally being their most awesome of selves. Right. Like I said before, this is peak Swayze. This is definitely peak Busey.
0: Like, I don't know if I need to see any other movie. I mean, you've got all, you got those two dudes plus Keanu Reeves, plus you got the Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, well at least Anthony. And then my early '90s love Lori Petty. You got Lori Petty, who's just yeah, she's great. Everybody's great in this. It's just it's a fun time. Um, we should get into our eye of the duck segment where we talk about the key scene that's right of the I, film what's your what's your metaphor well, of course this time? we
1: should explain eye of the duck of <laughs> yeah. course uh, david lynch once famously explained so that everyone all filmgoers could understand the most important scene of a movie is like the eye of a duck because uh, the eye of a duck actually has the most protein therefore it offers the most nourishment For the watching viewer, and I thought the scene with the most protein, personally for (laughs) me. Did he say
0: protein? I I don't remember this. It's just (laughs) just Google it. Did he really say? I mean, anything that we say is Googleable if it's on the internet too. Yeah, I believe it.
1: It must be true. Yeah, the pro.
0: Where's the protein in this in this movie? For me, the the protein comes about halfway through the film.
1: So Reeves' character starts off as this total square. I mean, he's kind of a rebel within his own world, right? Yeah. You know, his parents were—they're probably lawyers or doctors. He went to law school. I don't think that was a lie. I think he went to law school and joined the FBI. Maybe. Yeah, he was a store—a store, not a store clerk. He was a star quarterback yes. and a straight A student. Mm-hmm. He hit 100% of the targets at the beginning of the film whenever he's at the shooting course. 100% Utah.
0: Yeah. And he's,
1: why is he doing barrel rolls right there, I wanted to ask. Like He's, he's they, in the rain.
0: He's in the pouring down rain. You want to know and, why? And he's doing barrel rolls, like shooting but, all
1: these targets. Because they told him to. Yes. That, he's a tool of the man. Tool, he's
0: a tool of the man. But at the same time, at that very first scene where, where you see him introduced to John C. McGinley, is uh, he's, he's kind of being a rebel. He's pushing back a little bit. I feel like they could have built that into his character a little bit more, like get, shown him be a little bit like more of an obvious rebel because it's like you have those scenes where he's just kind of like, straight-laced, concentrated, just, like, square of a dude. But then you also have those scenes where he's kind of, like, fighting back against the man, like, walking into the office with the surfboard and stuff. And, like, some of that didn't quite connect well, with Well, that's me. the
1: thing. It's there, but he just hasn't had a chance to express that yet. Uh-huh. He's been a part of these systems that Swayze's character has been fighting against. You know, he's yeah. talking about how he has this this speech at one point where they're they're robbing these banks to surf to find the spiritual connection for all, you know, these these poor robot humans who are driving, you know, in their cars to work every day. The metal
0: coffins. Yeah, they're metal coffins, <laughs>
1: right? Which is what Keanu is to him. Yeah. You know, but he sees this 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 being in Keanu that is this rebel that that is like himself. That is like Bodhi Swayze's character. Yeah. And he wants to set that free. He sets so, that free. So yeah. one night he he comes to to. Uh, Keanu's house to Johnny Utah's house mm-hmm. and wakes him up and says you gotta come ride these waves man. So they go out at night. It's of course daytime and it's shot with filter but it's nighttime. and let's just forget that uh, poor filmmaking technique there for a second because it is spectacular uh, wave footage that's being shot. I have to say
0: this is Swayze what interrupting or at least coming in late after uh, Reeves and Lori Petty have, have done the deed in the bed or, or no is it have we gotten to that? No, they haven't no, done they, it yet. Oh, they haven't done it See, yet. See, this is right.
1: what leads to them consummating their relationship. Right, right, right. Swayze right. actually facilitates that. He, yes, which is weird to me because Petty was his ex
0: girlfriend at some point. He even says, like, you you get this guy moving in on me now. Like. But he's, he's just Josh. really totally her. cool, yeah. Because he
1: says later that, you know, this look in her eyes, she really loves you. She didn't feel that for me. You know, right. we just kind of had a fling. Yeah, you know, right. what you have is real, man. Right, yeah. But so uh he was just setting all that free. It didn't so care.
0: He, it's just being the Bodhi. yeah.
1: That's right. So up until this point, uh Keanu's kind of just been riding the waves because it's it's his job. He it's his right. job to infiltrate this group of surfers and even though Laurie Petty doesn't know at this point that he's an FBI an FBI agent. Can you say <laughs> it for me? FBI Agent <laughs> this is your wake up call, brah <laughs> that's right
0: I am an f b i agent
1: she doesn't know that too she he doesn't is. know that she yeah. just thinks he's just this square who's you know is a lawyer and you know hasn't set himself free yet right so you know she she even gives this comment to him later, which I'll get into um he finally has this spiritual moment where he's one with the wave. Where yeah. He's just having an experience. Catches he, his first wave. That's right. He's not trying to to work or achieve. That's he, right. He's just one with the wave. Yeah. And, and Swayze Bodhi, he, he gives them his experience. They right. Their friendship uh, really solidifies here. And then Lori Petty's character sees... Reeves have this experience right. and that yeah, brings even, her closer to him because yeah. she comments on it. You know, yeah, that, she
0: even says like, Oh you're for, You know, you always have this concentrated look on your face, but for once I just see you like happy and, and having a good time. So yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. That's where his, like his walk, I guess kind of like finally comes Yes, down.
1: And that's where the protein was for me. The thanks pro- David Lynch.
0: Well, yeah, that's like, you know, the whole movie there is just like him conflicted bet- between these two worlds, right? The FBI world and the surfer world. And, uh, in the end, yeah, it's the surfer world that wins out—the the true world, the the free-spirited world where where he should be set free. So, Bodhi, in a way, is kind of like a hero in that sense. You know, you're you're uh, you're rooting for him, like the the ethos of that character is obviously like the side of things that you know I, th- I think the the movie favors. But then at the same time, he's a bank robber and he's a villain and
1: he's got. He's
0: kills people
1: and he's getting yeah. people killed. Despite his ideals, yeah. what, they, what right. they eventually lead to death. Yeah, but, so. but in that moment, what that connection leads to really is Fast and the Furious in 2001 <laughs> and all of its yeah, following films. I've seen
0: so many comments on how Fast and Furious was a remake of this movie, which I never realized. But, yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, it's just, you know, point break with cars pretty much. But um, my protein was – I was going to say the chase scene, the foot chase – where they're running through all the people's houses and jumping over the fence. Well, They are kind of chasing each other the whole film, so that well, makes sense. Well, yeah, it's like it's the whole movie wrapped up into that one scene where it's Utah going after Bodie. He's chasing him, but it, and then he lets him go. You know, it's the conflicted relationship, you know, like the caught between two worlds and he's, you know, he's in too deep in this undercover situation, but it's not like you're in too deep movie where like a lot of undercover movies play it to where like oh I'm in too deep I'm in danger like things are are really screwed up he's in too deep because like he's becoming friends with all the surfer dudes so I like that it does something a little different there with the undercover aspect it's like most films you'd have him like know who the thieves are he infiltrates the gang he gets in too deep like yeah he falls in love with a girl um, tension is building, and and he's going to be found out, and everything. But here, no, he's, he's Johnny Utah. So he's like, oh, I love, I love these guys. Oh wait, oh they're 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 the ghosts. And of course, you got uh, Swayze in ghosts. So it's a nice little meta moment there, too. That's right. And but yeah, all that to say that my eye of the duck would be the foot chase scene. I feel like it, it's like the adrenaline of the whole movie wrapped up in that moment where they're chasing each other. He lets him go. It's that conflicted bromance between Swayze and Reeves. So, just like John Woo, just like John Woo. Except John Woo wouldn't kick the dog. You know, he would kill you for that, right? Not John Woo. <laughs> John Wick. I thought you said John Wick. <laughs> I'm thinking. John. I'm gonna bring
1: up John Woo's hard-boiled in every single movie yeah. that we talk about from es- now on. I just decided that recently,
0: especially prestige Japanese movies. That's <laughs> so. right. It's a fun movie, but yeah, I, I like. I think the thing that holds up the most about this movie from '91 is that relationship between the characters and the the conflicted, you know, identity. Me the identity of the character, like finding himself, and then ultimately quitting the FBI in the end, uh, becoming. You know, he says he's still surfing every day, every day. Oh bro. wait, let's yeah. let's get to that. So
1: we'll- so we have this huge shootout, uh, and then, well, the. Uh, the pilot makes an embarrassing snafu after Busey's shot and all but uh, one of uh, Swayze's men by the dust. Though who, who's left? I Roach, don't, Roach, Roach Roach left? Roach is but left, but he's he's yeah. suffered a mortal wound. Yeah, and he's, he's obviously he's dying, dying on board the but plane. Swayze drags him on the plane, and the, the Nimwit pilot just happens to blurt out the location that that they're heading to in front of Keanu. Yeah, so Keanu gets drugged on the plane, and the two buddies, uh, Bodie and Utah, they're together. One final time, but not really because there's another scene later in the film that's great, but they're together on this plane. They're going to go to a rendezvous site. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's one last spectacular skydiving scene where uh, Swayze, Swayze actually jumps out of the
0: plane. Literally, it's in, really Swayze. In the moment, yeah. It's, he jumps backwards, too. I mean, man, that takes some guts, too, just to say like, adios, and then he just jumps out uh, of the plane backwards. That's it,
1: and it's really Swayze on one of his, I think, 55 skydiving right. uh, jumps that he made in the film. And then and you've and, got the great line reading again from Keanu where he's just struggling,
0: like, what am I going to do? Yeah, Swayze throws the gun into the plane before he jumps out and then you've got Keanu just going F it <laughs> he grabs the gun and, and he's punching the walls yeah, he's, while punch he's thinking wall. about it yeah I think he punches the van when he's like they're about to you know do the bank robbery and they're forcing him to, to he's he, punching he, he punches he, everything well, in this you know movie. it's
1: because he can't he doesn't understand his emotions right just he's
0: just frustrated yeah he's all this pin-up rage and yeah, sexuality uh, oh yeah no and another another line man this movie has so many great lines when when uh bodie before bodie jumps out of the plane he's like i know you wanted to catch me johnny uh, you wanted me so bad it was like acid in your mouth <laughs> it's like what does that, that even was pretty mean? sexy yeah yeah
1: that was the sexy it, it made Swayze. me want to take some roll aids <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what,
0: like what does that even mean it's
1: so easy like <laughs> so you, you want
0: me like acid in your mouth like is that you want acid in your mouth, or it feels like acid in your mouth? I'm not I'm not sure. Or was it just a burn? You mm-hmm. know, yeah, it was just burning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you didn't catch me, and so
1: now you got burned, and but you feel bad. Kind of like jock itch your grabs. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, so Swayze's out of the plane. Something Swayze's really Ro- familiar with. Roche got tossed out of the plane, but he's yeah. not a factor anymore. So You know that dude's going to die as yeah, like soon as he hits the ground. And so. he does. And he does. So uh, Keanu now has to jump out of the plane without a parachute. But he's
0: obviously the actor. That's <laughs> Keanu is obviously wearing a pack yeah. in this movie, or I guess, I don't even know if it was Reeves in that shot where we see him jump out. So we know we we did research. We know it's Swayze, and yeah. you can
1: tell. I mean, they, it's not fake. Oh yeah, it's, and, there's it, no cut there. He just jumps out backwards. It's and he's awesome. Right it's yeah, it's an awesome great. shot. It's yeah. Swayze's finest moment in my opinion. Yeah. Of anything that he's done, in, he's done some cool things, but that yeah. was just totally badass. And then Keanu jumps out with no parachute, with a gun in his hand. He's got the gun.
0: Yeah, so at one point he he catches up with uh, with Swayze mid air to hold on to him and you know make sure he doesn't get away and make him release his pack, which apparently the MythBusters uh, recreated and said no, you can't have a conversation mid flight while you're skydiving because you know the you're going so fast that the 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 sound is just—it's it, so it, loud. It's so loud that that would be impossible. But it is apparently possible to jump out of a plane without a pack and catch the other guy who had already jumped out and you know hold on to him and and, and survive. Oh yeah. But uh, so the, yeah, you have to give credit to this. Like, what other movie and especially what other decade are you going to see this ridiculous? of a moment happened, but they completely sell it. Like it, like I don't question it. For it's one totally believe he's got to jump out of that plane without mm-hmm. the pack. Like he's got no other choice. I mean, he's, he's Johnny Utah. That's what he's going to do. That's right. And Once, everything and before this in the film is built up to that moment. It just makes complete that's sense. That's right. Johnny, Iowa, Johnny, Iowa
1: might just turn Johnny. the plane around and leave it up to someone else. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny Utah though. He's got to get oh, his yeah. man. If he was Iowa. He would,
0: yeah, but he's he's from the plains. <laughs> That's right. No, Utah. He's here to fight a. He's from war. Ohio, but he's his name is Johnny Utah.
1: Well, Johnny Ohio, yeah. it doesn't quite have the same ring, you know. Yeah, I guess not. And but he you know, could have been w- from Utah and called
0: Johnny Utah
1: just to drive the point out. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. I thought, like, oh, what about like Tommy Montana? But then I was like, ah, well, you know, they had Joe. Joe I think he Joe liked Mon- this name because of Joe Montana, Joe Montana who I yeah. hated when I was a kid because ah. I loved John Elway and the Broncos. And there was mm-hmm. one Super Bowl where he made me cry because he just destroyed, destroyed and everybody. humiliated the Broncos. And I hated it. And he went to Notre Dame and was a bunch of. Anyway, so. Yeah, this, uh, this movie brought up some, some bad childhood it, memories. It did. For it did. Uh, but anyway, Johnny yeah. Utah. He jumps out of the plane. Uh, he catches up with Swayze, but you know, uh, Swayze just—he Swayze psychs he, him out. He, he man. can't get him, so they they hit the ground. His his well, bad knee that he—he's Well, got to drop
0: the gun. Remember, he's like
1: dro- he's like
0: pull the cord. He's like drop the dro- drop the gun, Johnny. And he just you know he's—he's he's only psych- got two hands. Yeah, he's gonna psych him out, so he can't break through that Zen barrier of of a. Uh, Of Swayze's mind. It's impenetrable. It's impenetrable, yeah. Nothing can. He just bests them the whole movie, except until we get to the very end. Um, But yeah, he gets away here. Lori, Lori Petty is released, so they're reunited. And then we cut... To Australia, he's tracked him down to the fifty-year storm that's where right. he knows he's he's going to be going after. Now it's it's the, just the Johnny Utah waves. and Bo- Bodie. It's just That's mono it. El Everything mono. else has faded yeah. away. And and, have, and we
1: got a reference to this beach earlier in the film yeah. too, which I like that it's just not some random beach. Right. They, they there's set a scene it up. where he talks about how this is the beach that he's going to catch the ultimate. Well, yeah, lake. that's that's all the
0: undercover cop stuff paying off you know he's been there he's heard those conversations about the wave so he's pieced this all together he's followed him through rio or wherever he, you know he's tracked him down
1: it's basically where in the world is carmen san diego right. except it's where in the world is bodie oh he's like
0: i, I followed you through baja or <laughs> something but um but yeah he tracks him down to to this beach and uh bodie's there to catch you know catch this wave which apparently it's death on a stick as one of the aussie says as he's coming in but um, you know he he knew he'd be here, so he's like, I "Gotta bring you in, brah. Like I just love the, the consistency of of the lingo in this movie yes. is incredible. Uh, they just keep using the word bra, and it just it makes sense. You know, he never switches what, to bro. Yeah, there's no bros, there's no bras. It's just bra, like brah,
1: like b r a h. It's just consistent. Right. right. So they have a, a final little tussle. They're gonna fight it out. They've been duking it out this whole movie. It's been these two guys just butting heads. Make of that what you will, if you want to call it a bromance, if you want to say it's a movable movable force and an unstoppable object. Nope, I said that backwards, but you know that (laughs) expression, and you can parse that out later. Uh, Whatever you think it is, it's happening. These guys are fighting one last time. Yeah. And, uh, well, Swayze gets the best of Keanu, except the beach fight. That's right, but Keanu's got a pair of handcuffs. He handcuffs
0: him, yeah, and he's like, oh, like I love... I love Swayze's disappointment. They're like, no, man, you know, I'll never be able to handle the cage. And, you know, because like I rewatched this a few years back. So I'm just waiting for the handcuffs to come out. But uh, I don't know if it's like you never really see it. And if he's underwater when he does it. It's but, when he's pushing yeah, his head He's under pushing water, his right? head underwater. It was a yeah. faint. To yeah, make Swayze
1: a, think he was he was drowning him when right. in reality he was like yeah. under the water going bruh yeah, I'm yeah. putting the cup for you, bruh
0: <laughs> 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 he's still talking underwater saying bruh um, but yeah and then and then you know he's like just let me catch this wave like it's Bodhi to the end where like his charisma is still gonna move on Utah and and make him do what he wants and he lets him go you know I mean one he knows he's he, he says at the end he's not coming back man have you, know? you seen
1: that movie Fast and the Furious because oh, yeah. there's this awesome part at the end where Paul Walker's character decides to let Vin Diesel go yeah uh, try to jump the, these train tracks because there's a train coming to see if he can do this cool jump uh-huh. you know um, I have he's seen a po- he's a, so long and enough. he's a policeman and, right. and Vin Diesel <laughs> oh a, <laughs> wait that Vin was... Diesel's a crook and he infiltrates Vin Diesel's you mean gang. that wasn't its own movie <laughs> like, like that wasn't an original script oh uh, and then the train is kind of like a big wave you know oh yeah and uh Except it made a lot of money, and then it made like six thousand. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I I just love how he lets him go. That like the Bodie's like influence wins out here, and he goes out and rides You know, rides this like fifty foot wave, and then he's. He's just toast, which is a bummer
1: because we yeah. never got that fifth point break where, you know, the analog for the rock at the time, who's kind of making a comeback, which would have been Schwarzenegger. We did. We don't yeah. get a fifth one where all the main characters come back even, you know, but Lori Petty would have, she would have came back in a post credit sequence here. Yeah. But, but, you know, we would get Schwarzenegger in a sort of rock type role where he would butt heads with Swayze yeah. and Reeves would kind of be like the cool, like fun loving one. That never got to happen here because Swayze Swayze's is, gone. Is Swayze He's dead quite,
0: though? I mean they could have brought him back. Like, apparently there was a sequel in in the works for a while that just never what? came through. Yeah.
1: Really? Yeah. Was was Patrick Is, Swayze going to be in it?
0: Like, there was a script. I think there was a script written and everything.
1: Was it, like, ET2 quality? Cause that I, don't, was a pretty, I don't know. That was we, a lousy script. You read that one? No. Nah. That's pretty bad.
0: I don't know, like, how far it got down, like, well, the, the production pipeline, but it was, you know, thought of at least, like... I mean, this movie made a lot of money, like, for for 1991, so... Uh, I mean, it wasn't in, like, the top ten of the year, but, it's you know, it, it was still pretty successful, so... Well, the question is, you know, he lets Bodhi go. Does Bodhi die? Is this suicide via, you know, final wave kind of thing? Like, do we do? We, obviously, that we're not given that answer. But what do you think? Is is he's coming back? Is he going to go on and, you know, find another bank to rob? Is he going to keep it low? Is he dead? I think he's, he's dead. He's probably dead
1: because he he does go. They do go out of the way to have him say, "There's cliffs on either side, so I can't swim out of here." Right and he's not going to go to jail no matter what. I mean, if if he did survive the wave crashing then as soon as the police get him he's going to like go for one of their guns so they shoot him cuz he just doesn't want to go to jail. So I, yeah. I think that's it for him. I mean, it makes sense why he he let him go like,
0: you know, Reeves is going to quit the FBI. Like, he throws his badge in the water Which the was,
1: end. that was one thing, I don't, have you have you watched any Dirty Harry movies? Uh, in the first, and, and he throws his badge away at the end of the first one, and then they made a lot of other ones, as <laughs> yeah, I just said. Still he's, Dirty Harry. He's still Dirty Harry. Dirtier. All those, I mean, he fights dirty cops in the second movie, where he's yeah. magically a policeman again. Oh, wow. But, uh, yeah, he throws his badge in the water. Yeah, his uh,
0: FBI uh, badge. Again, uh... Read some of the script. Apparently in the dialogue of the scene, like as it was written at one point, he had already quit. He was just there to like say goodbye to Bodhi, you know, before the, the FBI came in, they let him have his moment or whatever. Uh, and there wasn't like a fight. He just went off into the surf. But yeah, I think I like this ending better. Did uh, The two of
1: them just start fighting like Keanu and, and Patrick Swayze, they just like saw a, each other and their no, energy be- compelled them.
0: We need a beach fight. Now, nah, it's probably rewritten and Lori Petty was apparently on the beach at some point in this huh. in this scene like, you know, hugging him after Bodie went off and she's crying cuz Bodie's dead and apparently Bigelow's come out and said yeah, Bodie really died, it, you know, it was like a suicide or whatever, like he didn't want f- to he didn't want to fa- fa- yeah, he didn't yeah. want to face the jail cage, so yeah, I, I feel like this ending works. I, I like the beach fight there; it's fun. I like him throwing the the badge into the water, and again, it's just kind of like kind of goofy, but just you know, a nice little f u ending to the you know to C. McKinley. But again, it's it's Bodie has won. Like like Bodie has won this movie because he is he is set Keanu free from the man from Amen. the system. Amen. And now he's finally at the end, just gonna quit, and he's still surfing, and it's. He's he's you know grown his hair out long. He's wearing the the denim jacket and the denim uh, pants. He looks like he just walked off of the set of My Own Private Idaho, <laughs> which he probably did because that movie was made in ninety one. Later that year too.
1: That's probably why well, his character was not Johnny Idaho. He also did so not and, call, you know, cause yeah, any confusion.
0: He also did Bill and Ted, you know, that same year. So it might have been because of that too. But either way, yeah, he looks like a rough, scruffy. Uh, Johnny Utah, you know, he's obviously on the outs with the FBI and then throwing the badge is the final straw. So, yeah, I I feel like Bodie, in that sense, he's, his influence, his his ideals have won over and are going to, like, continue in uh, Utah's character now, you know, like he's, he's the rebel now. He He's going to be the Bodhi, the Bodhi Vista, or Bodhi Vesapa, or whatever, whatever, whatever term uh, that is. I don't Sid, know. Hartha Sid, ha- Sid Hartha Bodhi. Sid I've kind of already covered why I think Utah leaves the FBI at the end, but what do you make of the ending, that last shot, that last little moment where he throws the badge in the water?
1: Yeah, well, you know, this movie does follow the unfortunate logic that real life often doesn't Where Petty's character just immediately forgives him for completely deceiving her and telling her that, you know, making up this fake story that, Oh yeah, my parents died just like yours did. Come on. I I mean, mean, is he, is he with Petty in the end of this film? Well, I mean, if, if they intended to have her in the scene, you know, like with him at right. the end, I'm sure that that's the intention. And when she's hugging him and all at the end, they're embracing. It's romantic. I right. mean, it's not just like a hug. Like I'm glad you're. Oh safe, yeah, they're like buddy. about to make out. Right yeah, there. like <laughs> she's in her nighty. Well, with the way that the sex scene went before, where literally everyone's hanging out on the beach. Which I forgot to mention. I love whenever someone sets the fire on the beach so that they can see. He stabs it with a knife. Yeah, instead he of a lighter fluid. Instead a of unscrewing the lighter right. fluid I'm bottle, I'm just
0: gonna stab the. Like I'm in the '90s movie. So I'm just going to stab this lighter fluid bottle with a knife. That makes and, sense. Uh, and then, yeah, he, when is like, leave the fire lit for him. And then he was like, again, he's just being a good wingman. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like setting it up so they can have sex on the beach later. So really so,
1: the entire last act of the movie before, the, you know, the final beach scene, is just him really setting things up so that uh, they can have sex on on the desert sand, you know, more sandy sex. You know, I think that she is supposed to be with him, but I mean, it, that's like a movie thing, right? Like right. you can you can He's manipulate always get and lie to someone, right. but the people which always is, end up together anyway, which is terrible. Yeah, like, they
0: should they shouldn't continue that trope, but yeah. I feel like, yeah, we don't see that in the end here. But I don't know. Maybe maybe he doesn't end up with Patty. Maybe she doesn't forgive him, or maybe they go their separate ways. It was just a summer fling or whatever. I'm
1: feeling like but the logic of, of a 90s movie, though, and the logic they of a 90s totally movie. Be, together. Yeah. yeah, and he probably gets a job working with her at that restaurant yeah. that she was uh, working at. <laughs> so he getting. can surf every day. Yeah, that's right. He surfs and then he serves people shrimp and fries, and I think that's all he does. Well, Big, big question then is like, how is Utah not in
0: jail or arrested by this movie either? Like movie logic, movie logic. Like he's just, he's helped rob a bank. He's like, you know, been a murder party to murder. (laughs) Like he's got in the plane with him you know, at the end, like they don't know like what he knows for sure. But yeah, it seems like kind of shady that he wouldn't, you know. Have some cuffs thrown on him again and end up doing some time. But hey. I think
1: John C. McGinley's character got punched so hard, maybe he forgot everything. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> the punches of Busey have magical powers. They that's cause right. amnesia, so he, he woke up and he thought, "Oh, nice, nice job, Johnny Utah. I don't remember anything, but I for some <laughs> reason I feel like you did a great job and you didn't do anything illegal, and I'm promoting you." And then he said, uh, "Well, I want to go hunt down Bodie, and then I'm going to quit." And he said, "That's fine." and after that I'll give you a nice fat pension and then you can retire and that's, you can work at a restaurant on the beach.
0: That's, that's our back back end of this movie. Like that's, that's right. actually what happened. And
1: the, then he and, and Lori Petty gave birth actually in, in the surf to their three surfer children, all named Keanu. Right.
0: <laughs> Apparently there was a I'm thinking about this now with John C. McGinley. There's a, a scene cut from the movie where uh, he's back in the FBI office with the surfboard and stuff. And, and, uh, and uh, McGintley is like, we're not, we're not paying you to chase girls, uh, Utah. And Johnny, you know, his quippy line back is, "It's babes, sir." The the proper term is babes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh no! I
0: wish that was in this movie. It's in the trailer. If you want to go hunt that down on YouTube, um, the trailer itself is is funny. Oh, and apparently, this movie was gonna. It was originally titled. Johnny Utah that was the working title for a long time and then they uh, thought about Riders of the Storm with the the door song yes uh, that was what it was while they were filming and then in the middle of the film in, in the middle of production uh, they went with point break you know it's a nice it's a good like action movie title I feel, I feel like it fits and it's yeah, just a lot of hard you know, consonants
1: there right point break that's right yeah, good stuff yeah.
0: But yeah, I want to get into there's some great I mean, like we talked about some of the terrible line readings in this. Like one of my favorites would be when uh, Keanu is calling up Lori Petty to apologize after she's found out he's an FBI agent. Ooh. He's lied about his dead parents because he totally manipulated her <laughs> because her parents also died. So, yeah, he's just a t- total lying scumbag, but he's calling her up and uh, he's he's trying to tell her. <laughs> Like how he feels. He's like, F, why can I ever say how I feel? <laughs> <laughs> so good. You've got like that aerial uh, shot of him on the bed with the phone. He's like, I effed up. I did. I admit it.
1: Man, you just so became good. him.
0: That was great. Yes. I, yeah. My, my, my Reeves, my Keeves. I was about to say my Keeves. Jordan, Utah. Jordan, Utah. But um, there's also just some really funny, great lines in this movie too that aren't terrible read that they they just land Gary and, Busey uh, lands everything he, he, he lands says everything he says uh Swayze not as much humor there but he everything he says I'd totally buy it he's selling this completely do you have a favorite <clears throat> line in this film because I do I'd, I'd say I love the early scene where we're introduced to the FBI world and that long tracking shot with McGintley and Reeves as they're walking through the FBI office Thought that that shot alone was amazing and it really shows off Bigelow's uh, skill as a director. And of course, you got this chase scenes later that are also just like these long running takes. And but the surfing the, um, and skydiving as and, well. Well, all of that. Yeah, it's just really, really well done for the most part. But that in that scene where they're walking through the FBI office, um, one of my favorite lines where McGently is like, Uh, do you you eat square meals (laughs) to Reeves and he's like I take the skin off a chicken sir (laughs) like I just love that and then later uh, he eats the donut Uh, he's like oh yeah I love these things and uh, (laughs) um, McGintley's like oh we must must have had an asshole shortage (laughs) and then he walks away Reeves is like not so far (laughs) (laughs) it's just so good (laughs) Oh and then like all that scene that scene is just so packed full of great lines. McGintley is insulting Reeves at this point because he's taking the donut and he's obviously just kind of you know just being a, a rebel and a jerk to him because he he says he likes his cadets to uh you know have good cardiovascular fitness and eat <laughs> eat well and everything. He's eating the donut in front of him. So he's like, "You're a real blue flame, special, huh? I know guys like you. You're young, dumb, and full of cum. It's just, just like this movie, <laughs> exactly. It's I mean, you know what you're in for at that point with the with the tone of that scene and that dialogue. It's ridiculous. It's gonna be a fun time.
1: Oh yeah. And if you can't tell yet, I really have a soft spot for uh, Busey in this movie, oh, uh, old Papas. So my favorite Pappas. line, my favorite line involves him, which is uh. Where he's uh, hanging out with Keanu, and they they find some surf wax uh, when they're looking at evidence, and the name of the surf wax is Sex, Sex Wax. wax to you need some him. kinky shit, papa's. And his response is, "Not yet, not yet."
0: <laughs> yeah, and again, was that just Busey ad libbing here? Does it had it? to be.
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: I love the the ass in out of the Rhino line. That was great. The Utah, give me two, give me two. Like that's, I mean. You can't get any more bouncy than that. It's perfect. So. Oh yeah, those are the fun lines. Uh, what about best scenes? So, what would you say is like your the best
1: scene in this film, or your favorite scene? Oh man, that that skydiving scene was incredible. When they're all holding hands over, I think it was supposed to be Lake Tahoe. Maybe mm-hmm. uh, that was that was incredible. For that me, was, it'd like, have to be the great. the foot chase. Where, uh, oh, that was they, so
0: fun. Just running through the houses, like pushing people over and going through all the like the random stuff and the, like kicking, you know, TV trays or just smashing through the uh, sliding glass doors <laughs> and the kicking the dog <laughs> like you just you're just throwing. She's just thrown in the kitchen sink there. You know, Keanu like gets everything. hit
1: by a, an angry lady with a, what was that? Some kind of metal broom. That was a, right. a gnarly broom. Right. She was prepared, man. She wasn't gonna take it anymore. Swayze uh, gets off easy because everyone just sees him run by and they get angry at him. So they're like, next person through this door is gonna get it, and that yeah, next person's yeah. always Keanu.
0: Right, right. <laughs> He's he's got the he's getting the worst of it for sure. Um, I was gonna ask you, is Keanu like this? Is you know the question of this movie and of its legacy? Is Keanu good in this movie? What do you think? Is he is he you know, is he fifty-fifty? is he, you know, is he delivering it full throttle a hundred percent or is like, how do you feel about Keanu Reeves after watching this movie? Like you want to see more of this guy? I mean, I, I mean, I'm not bashing him at all. I'll say I do, but like, can you objectively say he's good? He's just, he's got this charm to him. Like even when he's kind of leaden and dull and cardboardy, I still like him. You know, I still want to watch him, so I don't know. And, and part of it is to laugh at him, but part of him is he's just got, like, that charisma and that just
1: young, gun, stud look <laughs> to him, you know? Like, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. Well, I don't want to, like, uh, misdirect with my answer, but all I can say is can, can you imagine not only any other actor in this role, a good but question. Keanu acting in any other way than the way he acts in this role.
0: That, I feel like that's a perfect point. Yeah, I can't think of anybody else in this. I would not want to see anybody else in this. And, I mean, oh, anu- um, again, another great line and just the epitome of what he brings to this is when they're out on the beach trying to collect hair samples and uh, he pretends like he's getting this bug out of this surfer guy's long hair and he's like, just saved your life, bruh. <laughs> Close one. <laughs> And I mean, he's doing it there purposely to sound like a surfer guy, but he that's also like what his persona and like his accent and everything brings to this role. So like it's a blurry line of like, is he acting dumb? Is he dumb? Is he sometimes dumb? <laughs> like, You don't know. But that's that's just the, the mysterious nature of Keanu Reeves.
1: And not to pick on uh, another actor, but say someone like Ashton Kutcher, who did have Dude Where's My Car, but he wasn't really able to to take that and put that persona toward an entire diverse movie career like Keanu did. He didn't
0: become the action star. That's
1: right. Only Keanu has this unique energy that he could just project into the universe and be all these be neo be john wick uh be his character's name from speed that's currently escaping me john but. connor no wait that was, <laughs> that was it's john something he's he's always john in every oh dear. movie he's in. <laughs> yeah Oh, so. uh, but anyway yeah but yeah you you um, get my drift
0: and then the next question would be does this movie hold up for you like overall like where does it does it fall short anywhere or does does the '90s like legacy here and like the campiness still work? Like, could this be made today and just be just as enjoyable?
1: Well, let's give uh, we could give scores here. Yeah. I was originally going to give this a seven, and so it's it's good dumb fun. Right. But then I thought about this when I was watching it again, because uh, I definitely watched this multiple <laughs> times, and we'll watch it multiple times in yeah. the future. I'm g- I, I've got to see it watched, more times than Joe did. Right. I'm glad you watched it for this fun. Uh, so what what could make this better this has everything that you want from it i, I don't know yeah that, to me this is great like i
0: like you said i i don't i'm not left wanting anything more uh it it has everything i need from this kind of movie you know it,
1: and for me there there's a, something that we haven't really gotten into because we've only really talked about films besides in the fallen warriors where some of them were just awful films yeah uh we've only really talked about films that are just Straight up classics. Right. But a movie like this, this isn't going to be like a 10 out of 10 movie. Like, this is kind of like a figure skating routine where there's like a set high score where, you know, I'm not going to do an insane triple Axel or a triple Lutz. So I can't get a 10. Yeah. You know, but this movie, I think the highest score it could get for me is an eight, yeah. and I'll give it that eight. Yeah. I'll was, give it an eight out of eight.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was going to give it a four out of five. Uh, it's just, it's Whoa. just, it is classic. You know, it's just, it's just fun. Like you said, good, dumb, fun. Uh, and it works on all the levels it's trying to work on you know it's it's just a fun action movie it's got some goofiness like intentionally thrown in there it's got that 90s campiness that's unintentional but that's charming and and entertaining in and of itself so it's got the skydiving scenes the chase scenes like i don't know it's it was pretty um groundbreaking in a way with with those scenes in particular like especially the chase scene and the the um, the pogo cam that they created, like the little steady cam that they created for those scenes in particular and just the the way that looks. I mean, some of the cine- cinematography in here, you know, it's questionable at times. Like when they're shooting, uh, they're, they're surfing at night. It's supposed to be at night, but you can really tell it's during the day. Yeah, I mean, it's got like, like little filter. flaws yeah. like that or like little audio problems. But, I mean, overall, it's just really fun, well-made action movie. so. Good deal. I oh yeah, enjoyed it.
1: and and you also mentioned could they could they make a movie like this now and make it as fun? One of us is about to find about out. About to find out because it's trivia time. Trivia buddy.
0: time. So yeah, if if whoever loses this is gonna watch. The Point Break remake, which I can only imagine is not
1: as enjoyable as the original. Uh. And and I like that it even (laughs) digresses, right? Like this was a pretty progressive film for 1991. We've got a, we don't really have a a lot of big budget action films directed by women, but we did in 1991. And Catherine Bigelow is. Obviously, she did the Hurt Locker. She's done some great movies. Yeah. But who directs us in 2015 but a dude? And one of us is going to watch this dude direct. I don't film. even
0: know what dude that is, but no, oh. that's probably not saying
1: a lot. Hopefully, you're going to know and not me until yes. you tell me after you watch it. All right. Well, let's move on into the trivia battle then and see who's going to have to watch this possibly terrible movie. So, first off, the rules of this. Are we starting and going easy to difficult? or are we yeah. just Okay. All yeah. right.
0: We're going easy to do. All right, I'll ask sure. you first then. And so the rules of this are if you get one right, you move on. If you get one wrong, you're dead and you lose. So, <laughs> pretty simple. So, uh-huh. But, yeah, these, these are all 90s questions that we've prepared. That oh, we, man, I just got prepared. nervous. I, I,
1: I wasn't in the mindset, but now I am. Got My it? heartbeat just sped oh, up. Boom. Okay. All right. So trivia battle, here we go. I'm going to ask you first. All right, you go first. All right. What was the highest grossing Keanu Reeves film of the 90s? Was it A, The Matrix, B, Speed, C, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, D, Bram Stoker's Dracula? Uh, it's got to be The Matrix. That's correct. All right. All right. Good.
0: Good. All right. I'm feeling it. Feeling it. All right. Okay. Um, Another Matrix question. Matrix related. So when Neo, who is Keanu Reeves, as we know, experiences deja vu in The Matrix, what animal does he see twice? Is it... A mouse, a cat, a dog, or a rabbit? B, a cat. A cat, you got it. All right, cool, cool. All right, next one.
1: All right. In the 1998 trucker action film, Black Dog, Patrick Swayze starred with Meatloaf, and what other musician? Was it Randy Travis, Lyle Lovett, Madonna, or Clint Black? Uh, Was it Randy Travis?
0: Yeah, it's Randy Travis. Oh, sweet, cool. Which of these quotes is not a line of dialogue from 1990s Arnie classic Total Recall?
1: I've never seen Total <laughs> oh, no. Recall. Let me, ma-
0: let me do it just for the Arnie voice. Okay, go ahead. And if you don't get it, I'll, I'll give you another one. How, How many questions me? did you bring to the table here? I got like five. Okay, I have four, so. <clears throat> okay. All right, so which, which of these quotes is not a line of dialogue from Total Recall? Consider that a divorce. See you at the party, Richter. Don't forget to send me a copy. Give these people air.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, four. Give these people air. Nope. Dang. It was. Don't forget to
0: send me a copy. Oh, that was yeah. my second guess. Yeah, you need to watch Total Recall because I, I haven't seen it in years. But give these people air. He said he literally he says air like <laughs> for air. Uh, you really you really hung on to air there. I should
1: have known that. Yeah, it's that really uh.
0: St- stuck with me from the movie all right i'll give you another shot so in what other movie does anthony Kiedis from red hot chili peppers appear in the 90s alongside bassist flea was it the chase from 1994 was it the psycho remake from 1998 was it son-in-law from 1993 or was it the big lebowski from 1998 what was the first one the chase the Chase. Ah, you got it. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh, man. Yeah, apparently, um, I thought, yeah, Flea has been quite a bit. He, Flea was actually in the Psycho remake, Son-in-Law and The Big Lebowski, uh, but they were both in The Chase, which stars Charlie, Charlie Sheen and Christy Swanson from 94, and that's actually going to be my pick for our next show. It's going to be The Chase. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, man. I've only seen one scene from that movie. I remember it being great and a fun time, but it could be completely terrible,
1: so we'll just have to see. What is Patrick Swayze's middle name? Is it A, Wayne, B, Norman, C, John, D, Patrick? Is it Wayne? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. All right.
0: This, should, this shouldn't this should be that hard for you because it involves ghost with Patrick Swayze, which I have not seen, oh but you have seen.
1: Oh, my lord. <laughs> My darling, I want to get this question right. I don't want to watch the newborn break. (laughs) The newborn.
0: All right, so in Ghost, what does Swayze slide up the door to convince Demi Moore he's there? Is it a quarter, a dime, a penny, or a dollar?
1: (laughs) I don't remember that. (laughs) I haven't seen that movie in almost 30 years. (laughs) Oh perfect oh <laughs> 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 unchained melody was supposed to give me some power there and it didn't a dime oh. no no oh. no no not a dime not a dime not a dime a dollar <laughs> wrong a quarter <laughs> a pity man no pity. <laughs> 1 cent <laughs> pottery
0: <laughs> you had 1 cent uh. oh, one chance all right so you <laughs> sorry bro you have to uh. watch the new point break <laughs> <sighs> Uh, All right, so like I said, next episode, The Chase with Charlie Sheen, Christy Swanson from 1994. Hey, this has got your girl Buffy from the Buffy movie, right? So, at least there's a boon well, there for you.
1: Well, it's not Sarah Michelle Gellar. I know, but it's Christy you know, Swanson. It's Christy Swanson. It's like... Uh, it's like B. Buffy. It's like Malta Meal compared to, you know, <laughs> Fruit Loops. <laughs> right. No no offense, Christy Swanson. Sorry,
0: Christy. I mean, when was the last time you even thought about Christy Swanson? I mean, she said honestly. some
1: political stuff recently um, she was in the news for. But uh, not any movies that she's been in. All
0: right. Well, it's also got Flea and Ketis from the... Chili Peppers, so. But it, it's got Henry Rollins is in this, apparently. So, uh, yeah, I need, yeah. A re- I need to rewatch this movie. So, it's an escaped convict, Jack Hammond, who's Sheen. He takes a woman hostage and sets off for the Mexican border with the police hot on his tail. And the tagline is, it's fast, it's wild, hot, and funny. So, hopefully it's well, all shoot, those things. Fast,
1: yeah. hot, wild, and funny. That'll I mean, definitely wash the taste of the Point Break remake <laughs> out of my mouth. <laughs> like I said,
0: could be terrible. Hopefully it's a really good time. We'll find out. So thank you guys for listening. Hopefully uh, you enjoyed yourself as we rambled on about uh, this great 90s movie. And we'll keep talking about 90s movies. And uh, we'll just have a good time. Surf's up. Surf's up, bro. You can check out our website with all our other shows at filmshake.buzzsprout.com and I want to give a shout out to the library, the East Baton Rouge Parish Library who helps produce this great podcast so if you are in the Baton Rouge area you can check out ebrpl.com as your local public library. We do a film club every month. I'm going through the Billy Wilder movies right now so we, we show a movie the second Monday of every month at 6.15. Come to the Blue Bonnet library over on blue bonnet boulevard and check us out and that's where we record film shake that's where all the magic happens in so, this wonderful magical
1: land of enchantment
0: that's right in this small room where we have microphones
1: <laughs> so cool thank you library all right and uh where can we find you online nick at uh, thenexperiment.blogspot.com. i will be reviewing point break there in full sweet or yeah you and can uh, check Two. Uh, well, maybe i'll review troll too you
0: you also like to post your uh your Nick experiment stuff on Twitter. So at the Nick experiment you can go check you out on there. If you want to follow and get all the, the reviews coming into your feed that way.
1: Yeah. I'm getting into Twitter, Twitter, I'm tweeting it up. All
0: right. Yeah. So this wasn't as short as a tweet as we would have liked, but it was fun. We'll catch you next time.
1: Take it easy. Later. Point Break. Point Break is a particular film (laughs) that I'm proud to have watched. I'm proud to have watched this film.